Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. They are not going to require players to get vaccinated, but they are going to continue to strongly encourage, and they have issued memo after memo to teams telling the teams to strongly encourage vaccinations. And while they haven't finalized with the NFLPA yet what exactly the rules will be, Brandon Bean is correct. There is going to be some sort of percentage threshold where if a certain percentage, other sports have done this, I think in baseball it's 85%. If a certain percentage of your building, players, coaches, staff, everybody is vaccinated, then they're going to ease the COVID restrictions for your team. You'll be able to have more liberal use of meeting rooms, locker rooms, weight rooms, cafeterias, all that kind of stuff. So teams are going to want to get there. And you hear Brandon B. Look, I mean, if, if Josh Allen doesn't want to get vaccinated, he's not going to cut him. But if it's a guy who's kind of on the borderline on the roster, I, I, I could actually, you could absolutely see it happening. These teams are dying to get back to uh, some sense of normal as quickly as possible. That Graziato? Ooh. Yes. Hey, hey, I wasn't fully confident. No. In that, man. My gosh, if we kept score of this stuff, I would be. I mean, I yeah, mean, but you know, I'm so good at this. You're game assuming that I'm actually paying attention half the time, that's, though, Brett. Hey, that's part of it. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. It's part of. It. Sorry, I'm just trying to do homework and research. Yeah, and all that's that stuff. okay too. That's where yeah. you come in big on the show. You know show. those those work emails yeah. get in the way. Emails, <laughs> by the way, man. What's up with those? Huh? You get a lot of them now. <sighs> I mean, you get an office. That's what happens. Yeah. You get an office. Yeah. I mean, office suite, more like it, though. Have you stopped by it? I haven't seen you stop I by the office, by, man. No. Yeah, in well, fact, there'll probably be some pranking stuff going on. Well, and Watch that's out fine. when you open the door. But but I was going to bring up the point where, you know, we're talking about getting the families together one time and hanging out. To, let's go beat my office because it's big enough. Yeah. All right? We can we, we can put up a grill in there. We got the fridge in the, in, in the lunchroom. And let's go ahead and meet my office, man, because it is that big. By the way, is this what Lou Albano wore? What is like? What is this? Oh no, that's just me. I don't know messing around. I, yeah, this is me your messing way around. doodling with a yeah, yeah. It's an it's elastic. A, yep. Yeah, I, I took a rubber <laughs> a, band and I put a tack and a push pin. Yes, a yeah, exactly. That's what we're doing, Brent. You know what's this one bad thing about you in this office? <laughs> what's that? Like it was crystal clear, like ESPN 690. There's like in our cluster, there's like all these stations. Yes. And then there's ESPN 690. There is. Right? Yes. Yes. So yes. it's crystal clear. And yeah. But in the pecking order, like, I'm still, like, TV guy, sure. been a part of the business company for a while, are. right? So Carry it's like, a big stick, Brent. listen, you know, I might not care much about ESPN 690, but yeah. I'm Brent Martineau. No, you are Brent right. Martineau. Yeah, and by the way, you got a lot more Twitter followers than I do. Absolutely. That should signify and it right so, there. And then there's Coos, yep. who does a little bit of everything. So, oh, I mean, he's even, even in meetings Guys and stuff everywhere. like that. Yeah. Well, so really on the totem pole of employees, oh, here we go. Austin Lane was go. like, shh. Hey, it's kind of cute. I play in the NFL. Yeah, fights in a cage for sure. a living. Sure. Now here he is. Social media talking some radio. Yep. Mm-hmm. Go on. Now all of a sudden, the guy gets an office. Yes. He's like on meetings and that stuff is, with people. That, that is correct. They're paying attention to him. That is correct. I have now slipped 
lower on the totem pole than Austin Lane in the last you're, like, couple you're, weeks. You're following the depth chart, Brent. All right, you're kind of the, the, the Gardner Minshew right now of the media, and it is what it is. I mean, you know, you you got your gimmick, and it's cute, and we, we all appreciate you. You know, the, the whole thing is fine, but Brent, there's some new blood coming hey, in, man. Better watch new out. New blood. Uh, just a heads up, corporate. My contract's up later this summer. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> because I was telling hey. Brent, I think you were busy. I said we all get our wives together. We can bring your kids if you want to, and let's all meet in my office. Let's have a nice little dinner because it's big enough for all that. Hey, there is a lot of room in there. <laughs> Who are you telling? I was Do doing, you have a key to open yoga. it yet? No, I don't. No. So here's the thing. <laughs> if I can get a key to my own office, that would be fantastic. And obviously a nameplate as well. But if you go in there, if it, I could kick down the door right now and I'll show you the phone. The phone says my name on it. Yeah. So that's progress. That's a good call. So you need to know the people. You need me to you need the, me to talk to someone, get you a key, get you a nameplate? Here's what. Either that or I kick the door down. What, <laughs> I mean, here's what I love. It's your Moopcox media. By who I, what are you putting, Taylor Swift or Casey Musgraves on your door? Uh, yeah, you, you know, pick. I'm thinking Casey Musgraves a little bit. I'm not sure. I, I might just put a giant fat head in myself. I was going to say, I'm, you might walk in and it might be a picture of me. I'm going to be honest. I, mean, I already pay for most of the stuff that happens over on this station. Anyway, what the hell is another couple hundred bucks? We don't, we don't have a, uh, a, a country station, so I think they'd look at you weird if you put a Casey Musgraves one up there. Oh, or I could be an innovator and all of a sudden they offer me like a country gig. <laughs> all of a sudden now the country music station opens up, spirited by Austin Lane. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be like the next Lil Nas X <laughs> without the Easy. without yeah. the without the shoes, without the shoes and the the videos. <laughs> yeah. By Easy. the way, he's gonna be an SNL coming up. So what does that say? Is he really? Yeah. There you On go. On the twenty. Gosh, we are. It's like I was just watching a Jake Paul video in Mayweather. What? I, I thought we'd ban that guy. Here we go. Here we go. tell you something. It's so, got to be a slow news day. We've got Jake Paul coming to the table but again. this is what happens in our world, right? I'm watching oh. our TV people go email back and forth. Like, we roll our eyes. We see that video. There's, like, video of them. Yeah. They obviously have, like, this media stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and then they <laughs> so spontaneous steals, though, huh? like, Floyd Mayweather's hat. And then like a child, yeah, by the way. It's so stupid, right? Yes, it's thank dumb. You, like, thank you. It, it is. They've almost. We've gone to the. Jake Paul might be like mocking the whole process of promoting a fight so much that we're going to not enjoy that part of it anymore True. when it comes to boxing and wrestling and MMA and all this stuff. Like, True. We True. might not buy into it at all. Like it might get to that point because this this is silly and yes. kind of dumb. Thank you, Brian. And so he takes the hat. Well, in our newsroom, uh, I have some people saying, "Hey, did you see this? I kind of like this." Listen. Oh no. Yeah. So you're not going to cover that, are you? I don't know, but I'm just oh, telling you. Brent, no, but that's no. the way people react, not us. We I know. roll our eyes, but people know, react man. to this stuff. And then what do they do? They give people Saturday Night Live hosting. I know, spots. man. It's a crazy world that we live in. I think, like, do, do we go after somebody? And I mean, you. Do you go after somebody in this town and just, I don't know, pull their hat off their head and get some hype going on? Like, I mean, let's we go. could. Let's go, Brent. You could do it. Yeah. I'm going to be the bullies of sports radio yeah. in Jacksonville. I mean, we kind of did. We. We got the whole social media thing to change. People are copying us, though. <laughs> so that's all the way around. So yeah, true. Are, are, are we bullies or innovators? The, the, uh, we always had this concept yeah. for Action Sports Jacks primetime on TV. Okay. To kind of pull a little bit, just like a little bit, very subtle mm-hmm. nature of like Saturday Night Live into it. Very subtle. Okay. Not become like this funny, try to be late night TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought it would be hilarious if we could... Kind of mock in a fun way. Sure. Another personality in town, like every weekend, and you'd have to decide who it would be. Like you'd have to figure out who it would be. Why like, would so, you do that? I don't know. We just haven't got to like 
the I don't care moment enough, I guess, to do that. We're not sure how it would fly. And yeah. in our world, like even the hint or mentioning competition or anything else is not like uh, encouraged. Let's just say that. Really? But it would be – I just think it would be great. Like I think yeah. it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, People yeah. would tune in for it. Just be like well, a fun little and element. Some and now in social media world, it would be a really of fun course, thing to do. Of course, man. I would have – And, and all be hilarious. in fun, by the way, because you respect that, you know – well, that's what we do. I mean, I mean look at Fernet has a hat Martin. named after, hat I saw after that. him now. I saw that. By the way, yes. still waiting for my hat, though, Matt. I saw that. I mean, I only bought hats from you for 10 years for the Dream 18. Listen, still waiting for one. I, I love Gene Fernet to death. You know this, right? How many hats has Gene Fernet bought? If I'm if I'm G, Gene Fernet's PR person, I don't think he has one, but if he, if he had one, what I would do is I would have his own line of polo shirts, and underneath the, the, the collar, when you pop it up, it would have, like, polo shirt by Gene Fernet or something like that. His <laughs> autograph? And then, I mean, dude, we're, we're talking about selling them off the shelves because the guy likes to pop the collar. And I'm not mad at it. That's his style. And I'm for it. I'm a big, I, I, I'm a big Gene Burnett guy. But I'm saying let's capitalize on that, Gene. Let's go ahead and have our own signature line of pop collar polo shirts. It is all it, the, the, the script yeah, writing is, is on, on the, the, it's, it's a collar. See? That is good. See? Maybe I should just take after Gene and start wearing my collar that way. <laughs> You're going to be the next Gene Burnett? Yeah, Gene's too proud to do that. You gotta, I, I you don't gotta, know, you gotta, man. you got to really take advantage of that these days. That's your brand, Listen, Burnett. I don't, I don't want to talk bad about you, Brent, but I think trying to replace Gene Burnett and trying to be the next Gene Burnett <laughs> is like trying to be like the next Michael Jordan. It's like when, when, when the Bulls draft, drafted Marcus Pfizer out of Iowa State. I believe that's a true story, by the way, because I had Marcus Pfizer's card back in the day. They expected, oh, Marcus Pfizer going to be the next Michael Jordan. Well, it didn't really pan out like that. Brent Martineau, the next Gene Fournette? I don't know, man. Can't even Big go there. Big shoes to fill. Can't even Big get shoes there. to fill. Um, By the way, someone said, was it Jake Paul or Logan Paul? And my answer uh, to that is, like, it matters. Right? I have no idea. Yeah. Like, Which it one matters. was it? Which one's fighting Mayweather? Who knows? I don't care. It's it's a Paul brother. I think it's Logan Paul. Because oh, Jake, Jake Paul fought the other... Uh, Which ben one Asker. was here that got? I think that was Jake. We had, Kuz, real quick. Is, yeah. is Logan Paul or Jake Paul fighting Floyd Mayweather? Logan. Logan. There you go. You like know how matters, quick huh? he knows that? Oh, I know. Because it's, it's made. Hey, well, to be fair, Kuz, I who's, I Kuz, look... who's first place in like the uh, ALE? I can't wait. Hold on. I'll look it up. No. See, hey, here's the thing. Jake, Logan, who's fighting? Oh, yeah. That's your... I can't wait. We live in a different world. I can't wait until well, it's three years it from now. It's their good, it's their good marketing. They've, I've seen so many videos for this dang thing. I can't wait till it's three years from now, and I'm at home, and I turn on the TV, and Kuz is on ESPN MMA talking about the next Jake Paul whatever, whatever fight, and it's, it, he's going to be like an expert analyst. <laughs> Meanwhile, I just, I'm watching a guy take food out of my kid's mouth that I wanted, but no, Kuz has it because he knows who Jake Paul and Logan Paul are. I'd be talking about, well, you know, in one of those viral videos yep. back in the day, he did a lot of uh, squatting, yep. so I had the lower leg strength. And I'm going fight. back to Uber. <laughs> and I'm going back to driving Uber then when that day happens. <laughs> By the way, you, very few people you have a distaste for yeah. over the last couple of years. The yeah. Paul brothers yeah. are certainly near the top of the list. It's the Paul brothers and Tiger King. And Tiger Good King. Good call. Still Cruz. never watched Tiger King. You haven't either? I never finished. Air what, uh, how many episodes? I got like four and a half in. And an Instagram. Four and a half in. By the way, that's about to change because I have a feeling. We'll see. With the Instagram thing. 
People are really starting to push. Uh, Listen, if you want an office, you got to have an Instagram. Yeah, yes. I think that's how it works. You, gra- you cave to the ground. Six six two forty five, and you've got people pushing you around in here. Unless it's unbelievable. Was, unless there was some fine print in the contract, which I didn't see, didn't say you had to have an Instagram. Hey, you know what's funny about the office thing? I'll tell you, say this. Yeah. Uh, sorry, because we were going to get to the ShotCon interview. We'll do that a little bit later. Yeah, he's, he's not going I anywhere. I mean, we're talking Jake Paul, Logan Paul. Yeah. About <laughs> really Austin's office. All our audience bases the, uh, the, the crazy thing about the office. Yes. So you're excited about that phone you got. I'm just excited because I'm going to have an office, yeah. Well, and the phone has, like, your name on it. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Over under number of times I use that phone. Uh, One the, and yeah. a half. Under. Under. <laughs> all day. Like, who, we say it all the call. No, like, we, yeah. now have, we have asked in the sports office, because, again, we don't get our own office over there in TV. We have four oh, yeah. people that oh, take up Dude, one office. It's, it's okay? like a college dorm room yes, over there. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's uh, crazy. So we have asked... For the phones to be removed. Sure. So there's one that exists in our office. Yeah. Because nobody calls an office phone anymore. Yep. They're all for cell phones. Yeah. Because, Nick, do you use your phone a lot? No. See? Nick, boss man Nick in here. Because how does the, like, when you get a secretary, because my office is that big, how, how do I go about, because, I mean, listen, here's, here's, here's what I'm afraid yeah. is going to happen. I'm afraid Brent's going to come by my office. I'm going to be so far down in my office, I can't even see him coming in. I need a secretary there. Who do I go about, you know, with a secretary thing? Is that HR? Who do I talk about? I that? guess that's an HR thing. Okay. I, I wouldn't uh, know about that I, one. Heaven forbid you come to my office. I can't even hear you because it's so big. Yeah. So, okay. Well, that's why you have the phone. Maybe you have a phone at each end of it. <laughs> it's, like really, it's really an intercom system. Well, in that case, let's just take two tin cans <laughs> and a rope, and you can holler at me when you're ready. But seriously, nobody calls. We have one person, our director, yeah. calls our phone in TV. Yeah. On like Only on like Saturday and Sundays. Yeah. The weekend director mm-hmm. will call and check on things. Yeah. It's the only time the phone rings. Yeah. That that we get like once in a while I'll get bad email about coworker that wears sneakers. <laughs> I mean bad email, bad voicemail. And that will play on the radio sometimes. Right? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you. <laughs> the I got you. bad angry yeah, yeah. Jags yes, fan or yes, yes. something like yep. that. But we get nope like those are useless. That it does have your name on it, but it's almost like it's just office furniture. Yeah. Is this the office phone well, now? Does see, anybody really use an office phone? Like I don't think they do. I doubt it, man. I, I, I mean, highly doubt it. It just, used to be in the day, like, you use an office phone. Yeah. Why would you use an office phone? Well, because they would pay for your long distance. So <laughs> no, for you sure. don't have to worry about that. No, no call and collect for this when guy. When was the last time somebody paid long distance? Oof. I mean, it's been at least a couple. It's been a, like decade, a decade and a half. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because Skype was kind of the game changer as well. I, I will say this, though, and the reason why I'm so excited about The Office, and when we've talked about this before a little bit, remember when we shared that I shared that clip of uh, playing in Detroit where I said it was always my biggest fear was to work in an office with people I didn't like and have to have, like, a 9-to-5 job, and, like, that was, like, literally my biggest fear, but it, I never comprehended, well, what happens if you have your own office? So, like, that, that to me is why I'm so pumped up on it. It's not the fact that I have my own space. I, I'll be honest, I'm never going to use that office. Let's be honest here. I'm, I'm not going to really use it for anything, except yoga and maybe getting <laughs> swole and maybe put a PlayStation 5 in there. But that's about it. No, no business being conducted. But it, it's just cool to say, hey, you know what? I have an office, and my life doesn't – it's not how I t- thought it was going to turn out, but it's cool. Like, I have an office, but I'm not, like, dreading it. Like yeah. I spent my entire life dreading to have an office and yeah, work in yeah. a cubicle and That's all this stuff. And now I'm finally here. I'm like, you know what? It's pretty cool. Now it's like a badge of honor. Yeah, exactly. It's a badge of honor, man. Yeah. It, it's a well, badge of honor. Plus you had to wait a couple years to get it. Oh, for sure. For sure. I had to earn that office, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Thank uh, God for my tweets. 
I guess. That's I pretty wild. <laughs> they, they, they want, do you need a space to work? You know, do your work and oh yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I do, because I do a lot of work here. Yeah, yeah. Go and give me, I don't know, a hundred or five hundred square feet, and yeah, let's get some work done. <laughs> Hey, the oh, Jacksonville man. Jumbo Shrimp, by the way, uh, sold out tonight, tomorrow, Saturday. Love it. They just have some bleacher seats available for Sunday. What an awesome homestand this is for the shrimp. Congratulations to them. Of course, you can listen to Shrimp Baseball tonight right here on ESPN 690, 6.50. Pre-game show, 7 o'clock is the uh, first pitch. Well, 7.05 is first pitch. And mm-hmm. the shrimp scoring runs, man. Yeah. Ten runs last night, seven in the first couple innings, the opener. Love so it. Uh, they are 2-0 and oh to start. And uh, Action Sports Shacks and ESPN 690. Uh, we are your home for Jumbo Shrimp Baseball. Check it out tonight. Still a few tickets left. Remember, it's, it's a limited capacity, about 45%. So mm-hmm. they're selling out of those really quick. You might even want to get a jump on the next homestand for the uh, Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. But if you can't be there, you can listen right here on ESPN 690. We're also your home for the Florida Sportsman Fishing Report with Rick Riles. Rick, we missed you yesterday. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I was a little too far offshore late yesterday. I couldn't get uh, couldn't get to you. Um, you can't win all the games in the season unless you win the first two, can you? Absolutely. <laughs> By the way, how many fellas uh, used that excuse? Sorry, honey, I couldn't get to you because I was way offshore. <laughs> uh, well, of course, never me personally, but I have heard of guys that did that before. <laughs> Got lost at sea. <laughs> Better have some Wi-Fi on that boat or something, man. Brent, a million years ago when we had the old bag phones, that, and believe it or not, we could call home from 60 miles offshore on the bag phones. I called home from offshore one day, and and my wife said, how's it going? I said, oh, it's slow. I said, we're struggling. She said, good. Why don't you come home early and clean the garage? Brent, I never called her again. <laughs> <laughs> Disconnected. Never been a slow day since. <laughs> I'm like, who, who invented these stupid phones? I'm not using this thing anymore. I tell you what, our fishing's been good, though, Brent. It really has. Our mahi fishing better already than at any time, I think, last year when they just really didn't show much at all. Now, I talked to Captain David Boris today. He was in the river and said the reds were very spooky because there was no wind and it made it difficult to catch them shallow, but they did find some about 18 to 20 feet deep and filled out their limits. So that was pretty darn good fishing. Unfortunately, it looks like that's the calmest day we're going to have was today. We've got some breeze coming in that's probably going to mess up the weekend. I think guys are going to have to wait till the first of next week before we can get back on the fish. But one thing you can count on, I'll be back tomorrow to check again with another fishing report brought to you by Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing. Have a good evening, Rick. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, boys. That's Rick Riles for the Sportsman Fishing Report. Make sure you check out Rick every day right here on ESPN 690 at 515 and also Saturday morning 7 to 9 on ESPN 690. Wake up with Rick Riles. Get your fishing set for the weekend. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Coos here on a Thursday edition of Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. All right, we got yapping about offices yep. and the like. Yep. Uh, when we come back, ShotCon on Urban Meyer. How did it go down in terms of the courtship and how's it going so far internally? What ShotCon, the Jags owner, has to say about the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. That is coming up on ESPN 690. Some uh, NBA play-by-play here this week as well, right here on ESPN 690. 
Austin Lane. Hey, hey, you all right? <laughs> yeah, I know. You look over like, are you going to make it? Yeah, man. I'm making sure we're all good here. Hey, listen, I, I get choked up about the new lineup. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I guess the biggest question, and I'm sure fans are, are, are feeling the same way, and you guys are too. We really don't know what is going on. Like, what what is... You assume that maybe it's more guaranteed money or contract situation, but maybe it's something to do with them not drafting a certain player or getting a certain free agent. And maybe it's something that we totally are unaware of. I don't know. I think that's the well, the main issue is what is causing this rift. Or maybe it's an accumulation of things. You know who that is? Brett Favre. That's Brett Favre, huh? Yeah. Man, he sounds old. I mean, with all oh, whatever, it's I mean, he is older. Okay, so he sounds old. He's got gray hair. Well, I just saw you in a Wranglers commercial slinging the pigskin, and now all of a sudden you come on that he radio show that, and like, you sound like you're 80 ago. years old. He's still getting after it, though. Have you seen the the, the copper uh, sleeves he's been wearing with Jerry doing? Rice? You haven't seen those commercials? <laughs> no. Yeah, man, him and Jerry Rice going to play some pickup ball, rocking some copper sleeves and a copper back brace, crushing the competition, <laughs> crushing the competition. Uh, hey, copper sleeve. Cut the check. <laughs> one of these days you'll get one of these. Can you imagine me? Hey, I'm lost to lane for copper sleeves, and uh, yeah, I do MMA now, but I don't go anywhere without my copper sleeves. <laughs> and I walk in the cage with some copper sleeves? You better believe it, man. There you go. I'm, I'm on board. It writes itself. Cut the check. Let's go. Hey, uh, last week I caught up with Shad Khan, Jaguars owner, uh, leading into the draft. It was the eve of the draft, so a lot of it was draft-centric. But I also talked about the courtship of Urban Meyer and how they got Urban Meyer and what it's meant to get Urban Meyer and uh, why this might be different this time around. Keep in mind now, Shad Khan, uh, Mike Malarkey, Gus Bradley, Doug Marone, even the shift of kind of power with Tom Coughlin. And now here we are resetting it once again, Urban Meyer coach-centric organization with Trent Baalke as a GM and a more involved owner in Shad Khan. Here's some of my conversation with Shad Khan when it comes to Urban Meyer, the new head coach of the Jags. The courtship of Urban. Yeah. This guy has been wanted from a lot of different colleges and maybe even NFL teams. Yeah. When did you know you had a chance? Well, um, you know, obviously I've known him from Big Ten. And uh, and then, um, you know, when he left Ohio State and, or, and you know, he was... Uh, you know, I crossed paths with him, and it was, I mean, for me, it's kind of interesting why he's had the success he's had. And uh, that's been fascinating to me that, um, uh, you know, he's a real winner. Why? I mean, what's the secret recipe? Uh, you know, which is, it's about process, it's hard work, it's uh, suffering along the way. Uh, and But then he was really, uh, you know, interested in the NFL, and he was talking to his players, and... Uh, um, on you know what makes it successful, and then you know over time, uh, I thought you know he would be uh, you know he'd be ready. Uh, so, but I mean it just turned out that uh, you know we had the first pick in the draft, but the way the circumstances were, uh, with the picks we had, the high picks plus the salary cap. Plus this great city, the, you know, and many other um, really attributes that I think we also had the first pick in coaching 
okay? And that's why I felt that, uh, you know, draft picks, if you don't, you know, do them right, then God knows we've had a lot of draft picks in the past and have very little to show for it. Uh, who will be part of, you know, doing that? So really the leadership was, it was very, very important. You know, we get it right. But we had so much going for us that uh, pretty much, um, you know, anyone who was available, you know, had an interest in the job. And I wanted to make sure that, you know, we picked, did the right thing for Jacksonville Jaguars, but also did the right thing for them. I mean, I've known a lot of people now, football, college, and pros, and, um, you know, you talk to them, and I can, you know, tell them why they might succeed or might not succeed. So, uh, but Urban is someone I felt, uh, you know, he would be a great match for us, and we would be a very good match for him to, uh, you know, help him set up uh, to win. From the outside, the, pers- uh, the momentum to hire him looked pretty good in December or early January. Was it always good in your mind, though, or was there well, a spot when you were like, I don't know if this is going to come to fruition? Well, uh, no, I, I think you got to remember, I mean, we have, NFL has rules, okay? Uh, and you have to follow them. I think you have to follow them to the letter, and you have to follow them in the spirit. I mean, uh, to me, um, as we're talking about the high draft picks, I mean, we knew we were going to have high draft picks. And really, if you look at middle of the season or what have you, uh, it was like, you know, we will probably, uh, you know, be number two, number three, whatever. And who would be, we knew it was a good quarterback class, who would be in there? And I just, you know, happened to ask him, you know, about the quarterbacks. He's doing, he's a Fox analyst, and, you know, so um, on his take uh, and so on. But really, I mean, I didn't talk to him about it till you know, we made a decision, I think, was January 4th or whatever, uh, that, you know, I think we need new leadership and we need to make a change, you know, so. What have you seen up close around him now? Uh, different than maybe the perception, the conversations, but now you're you're seeing it in this building that makes yeah. him so successful. Uh, I think uh, you know he's a smart guy. Um, the history of football. I mean, uh, you know, for me as a fan, whether it was about Lombardi or Bill Walsh, and I think in the league, you know, our seating arrangement, we sit across from Robert Kraft, and uh, you know. Uh, arguably the greatest NFL coach ever, you know, uh, Bill. I mean, you look at all of these uh, coaches who've had success have been really smart. But I think the curiosity and the continuous learning, you know, the issue of, uh, you know, whatever impression you, you know, you might have had if you were covering him in Gainesville a number of years ago. I mean, he's evolved uh, in a good way. And every article uh, you know, that was written, even to this day, that uh, you know, all the list of coaches who are college coaches who've been unsuccessful. Okay, so I don't think that's lost on him or on me. And I think you know, uh, my goal was uh, he—he's—I mean—he's going to create history. I mean, winning national championships in different uh, conferences. And then winning in the NFL, you know, uh, that would be a, a first time. And and I think that's, you know, that's a big, big part of, uh, you know, the drive. And uh, But I think we have the perfect setup for him to succeed also. He has pushed 
what's best for the player, best for the player. And you mentioned you've done things to the stadium and locker yeah. room and other things in the past. seems like he's even taken it to a new level. It is a different level. It's a different level. And I think, uh, uh, you know, and he wants the best <laughs> that exists plus bets in the future. So I think, you know, we have plans for that. Uh, some of that involves brick and mortar, and I think, uh, uh, you know, we'll be sharing, but I think we've done everything with what we have. Uh, absolutely, I think he wants to do that for the players. I mean, after all, they're the key asset, number one asset for a football team. But then um, he also expects, you know, for them to work hard and play hard. And win. Yeah. Is the facility that he talks about important to that combination? I think so. I think it's. Uh, I think it's important. Y you know, you need the right leadership to get. We. You know, uh, if you go back, I mean, the, our coaching staff, training staff, sports science have never been wanting for anything here ever since I've been here. You know, uh, it's like whatever they wanted, we've had. It's like knowing what the next level is, or, uh, you know, that's what we're addressing. You've had some losses on the football field, out here, whether it's Lot J, but you still, why does the passion still burn for this place in terms of thinking it can be so successful, city and football team? Well, because, um, you know, I think, uh, I think, I mean, it's, you know, as I was telling you, I mean, it's, I, it's, it's, that's what football is. You know, you know you're going to get knocked down and you better get up in a hurry. Okay, dust yourself off and be ready to go again. So, and it's no different uh, for us than that. You know, and you have to practice that in real life. And as I was saying earlier, uh, you don't have success in life in anything uh, without failure. And how you deal with it is way more important than, you know, dealing with success. That was part of my Shad Khan interview last week leading up to the draft, but kind of held some of that uh, for after the draft, uh, a little more pertinent, you know, on the big picture side of things. And, uh, you know, basically he even said it in his news conference when Trevor Lawrence was introduced, said, I got it right this time, <laughs> you know, when it comes to Urban Meyer. Yeah. And it goes back to a little bit what I was sharing uh, about uh, an hour ago here on the show. I talked to somebody who's been in the building and had been in the building in recent years uh, and it been in the building recently. It's like, my gosh, like they, they were like glowing at how much difference it was. And I don't know if that's a knock against the old regime. I don't know if that's just a salute and tip of the cap to Urban Meyer. I don't know if that's just a, an April, May feeling and, and who knows what it feels like in, you know, September and October when you're one and two potentially. Mm -hmm. But there's a different feeling and, and different is OK in Jacksonville. OK, because. Whatever that has happened hasn't been working. It goes a little bit to the scouts. You know, a lot of talk in the last couple of days about the scouts being let go. And those are good people, man. I talked about it yesterday. Um, I don't know all the scouts, but I know some of them. And I know, uh, you know, one of them more than others that got let go yesterday uh, or this, this past week. Yeah. But it does speak to changes are going to happen when the results aren't there. And I, I'm not saying it's a scout's fault, but... Uh, I'm not saying it's whoever else has been let go or ever changes made. I don't know if it's one thing. The bottom line is there have been a lot of good people. There have been a lot of good things done. But overall, the product hasn't been successful enough uh, to win big in the NFL and consistently win. And so Urban Meyer shaking that up. And that doesn't mean he'll do everything right either. 
Uh, But if he does more right than wrong, then this organization now has a chance to go next level. And at the same time, it culminates with potentially a new facility being built, uh, a boom in Jacksonville, by the way, uh, in the housing market and the people moving in here and, and the buzz in this city to begin with. And also, obviously, correlates with the number one overall pick and potentially a game changer in Trevor Lawrence. There'll be a lot of factors if it succeeds. But the fact that you can feel that shift, and I thought that's what I got from Shad Khan mostly, as he said, even off camera, mm. it's like you can feel the ship turning. Like there's a sense that it's turning. And that's a hard thing to describe, but I think it's something that we all kind of feel around here. There's so much momentum from 1 in 15 in the last dozen years to urban, Trevor, facilities, you know, all this stuff that it does feel like there's this seismic shift happening uh, when it comes to the win-loss column in Jacksonville. We'll find out if we're right. I'm not saying it hasn't felt like that in the past now. 2018, we kind of thought it was going there, too, and Shotgun referenced that. He said, hey, we thought it was heading in that direction, and it didn't. Yeah. So we got to figure out, you can't just feel that way, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. And so we'll see if they can do it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's you know one of the, the most common things that you know about the NFL. It's a performance-based business. And the, the performance here the past couple of years, it has not been up to par. Sure, you can point the finger at one thing, but obviously it's a collection. It, it's a culmination of, of a bunch of things. One person just doesn't sink the ship, all right? It's it, There's a lot of things. And I think Urban Meyer realizes that and obviously understands that being a performance-based business, he wants to have the people that he trusts, the people that he sees fit, um, and hopefully have you know a turnaround of success um, and a I guess a career that has longevity towards it from winning ball games every single year. Yeah, the buy-in is big, and I still think uh, I've said this countless times over the last few months. That's why I was interested to sit with Shad Khan and ask him about it because I think he's the underrated storyline of this offseason, especially if it does work, is that he, Shad Khan, was able to help get Urban Meyer here to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. That has not been easy for other people to do. Other people have tried to do it. Now, there are rumors and, and reports that the Dallas Cowboys tried to do it a couple of years ago. Couldn't do yeah. it. Texas tried to do it. Couldn't do it. Shot Khan, the Jacksonville Jaguars, he was able to do it. Now, we'll find out if it works. But well, I do think the owner yeah. being able to do it is, at least right now, feels like an accomplishment. But let's be honest, though. Are we celebrating going 1-15? Because that's what got Urban Meyer here. It's Trevor Lawrence. I feel like if Trevor Lawrence wasn't here, Urban Meyer wouldn't be here. Well, he might not be. So we're but... celebrating a team that went 1-15, and, and that's why you got him here. No, but you could easily have been 1-15, still getting Trevor Lawrence, and Urban Meyer say, I don't want to go there, too. That's my point. Yeah, but you just feel like Trevor Lawrence was the reason why yeah, Urban Meyer it, came yeah, here. Way bigger than that. You right. know this. There okay. had to be a big commitment on Shad Khan's part of course. to get Urban Meyer yes. here. It's not just money. Trevor Lawrence. I understand. But I think if, if it's Zach Wilson, he's Probably. not here. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah. You might be right. Uh, we'll see if it pays off yep. in the end. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Two teams come to mind for me. Mm-hmm. Denver Broncos, Miami Dolphins. Th- those two teams come to mind for me but the problem is you're gonna have to give a lot back but Aaron Rodgers is good enough in my opinion to put whatever's left on his back to make everybody else better around him we've seen that he's been only afforded the luxury of having one pure dominant receiver in Devontae Adams and he didn't really get a running game until about a year and a half ago he was had a lackluster running game for a while in Green Bay so We've seen in a defense that wasn't great. That we've seen him kind of put it on his back. So I think it would be those two teams. 
Keyshawn Johnson. Jay and Zubin as well in the morning on ESPN 696 a.m. until 10 a.m. Part of the lineup here on ESPN 690. Get us every day, 3 to 6. Still. For now. Yeah. No, still. And you get the shrimp coming up at 650. Pre-game show. 2-0, undefeated shrimp. Haven't lost since 2019, as Stuart Weber puts it. It's a pretty good winning streak. Not too shabby, man. <laughs> I'm not sure that draft. Are they 2-0 with the draft? <laughs> With the giraffe, they're two and zero. Two and zero with the giraffe. Undefeated with the giraffe. It's the it's that rally giraffe, man. It's it's the difference maker. <laughs> they need to celebrate that a little bit more. I, I thought they will have to keep on having that streak. If not, uh, we will for them. We will for them. You're yes. right. Uh, maybe we need a giraffe in here. Yeah. <laughs> maybe my tattoo will be of a giraffe. Now we're on to something. As long as you put shades on them, I just feel like a, <laughs> a I feel like a tattooed giraffe should have shades. That'd on. actually be pretty cool. I mean, let's careful now how you use you the be careful term where you cool. get the giraffe, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. You can't just, like, stick the giraffe on your ankle. No, no. I mean, you're going to need some, uh, seems like some a pretty big tech. canvas. People, people yeah. are going to be like, why did you get the Toys R Us giraffe on you? <laughs> What's this? Jeffrey, right? Jeffrey, yeah. Jeffrey the giraffe? I had a friend. Maybe that's where it came from. I had a friend. Toys R Us went out of business. Maybe oh. they took the giraffe. No, because, that does, because, like, Jeffrey did the giraffe's like a cartoony-looking giraffe. Like, that looks yeah. like a legit replica. I'm telling you, yeah, I still think not, oh, I gotta find more about the draft, but I think I am. Well, only one person here works for the TV side of things, so <laughs> uh, you know, investigative. Call Ben Becker. Okay, call Ben. Send Ben. Uh, send, send Ben. Ben. <laughs> send Ben to figure out the giraffe. I like it. Look out, shrimp! Here he comes. Ben's gonna knock down some doors till he gets his answers. I like it. Uh, the giraffe is interesting, though, and, uh, but we'll find out. Okay. Uh, the um, Georgia. Yep. Likeness and image. Yes. They signed in. Yes. It's a done deal. It's happening in Florida, July 1st. Yes. There's, this is still a very complicated topic. Yes. It's one that we reserve for the final couple of minutes of the show because of its complication. Yeah. Well, I take it you didn't read the article either. No, I did. Okay. Nice. Okay. Well, Homework. But, well, here's what's here's why it's complicated. Yeah. One, because there is still a heavy belief that the federal government will at some point come down with an umbrella view of this. So it's not 50 different states doing it their own way. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because then you can get into almost like the states are helping recruit to their school <laughs> because it makes it look more attractive. Correct. Right? Correct. And then you could have the more liberal states potentially doing more than the conservative states, just as an example, folks, not to get political. But oh, uh, the, Brent's talking smack about California. <laughs> so the – and then there's the NCAA puzzle. Yes. What do they think of this and how are they going to, you know – do this and govern this, if mm-hmm. anything, because they don't do anything anyway, it feels like, half the time. Mm-hmm. And then we really still don't know what it means. Like, likeness and image, like, what does it mean? Like, are we going to see at some point, like, hey, Brent, if you uh, go to Ashland University and you get an NFT, you can you can maximize uh, this picture autographed at yeah. $5,000. Or, like, what is it? Mm-hmm. What is it specific to? Where are the guidelines? There's really still a whole lot we don't know. Now, they say in the next few weeks they're going to figure that out and we'll know more. But it's happening is the big story, like Georgia and Florida and other states. It's happening. But to me, the crazy thing about Georgia is is that the student-athletes have to forfeit 74.99% of what they make to a bigger pool. pool. Yeah. How is that fair? 
That's that's not what I think was talked about. Well, and I think that's why, again, I don't know if that's where the, this ends up on July 1st when it goes in. That's why I think this is a complicated issue. Well, because yeah. I think that's what they're looking for, the federal oversight of a little bit, the mm-hmm. NCAA oversight, to at least develop something that when when you ask that question, they can have an answer. Well, so the whole premise coming from Georgia is the fact that they think that a student-athlete should get paid off their image and likeness but since some sports are more popular than the other sports, they put, you know, 70 whatever percent of that money they make in this pool. And then that pool money is divvied out equally to every single sport, um, regardless of how much money they actually make. Yeah. So basically, I don't think that's... go use the Trevor. Let's reuse Trevor Lawrence. Sure. Trevor Lawrence goes and pulls in all this money, but he's going to have to put a lot of it back into a pool to help out the, the other teams. folks that aren't yes. getting as much. Correct. Yes. Which I think kind of defeats some of the purpose of this. It takes away the whole, it's then it's not a free market. Well, and also then then it just goes back to okay, just give the the, the kids a stipend. I know. Yes. So so that again, it's I think it's a very complicated thing because we don't have a lot of answers yet. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of like almost half truths of what this is or what it's going to be. But I think by the time we get to July 1st, it needs to be something like a yeah. little more. <laughs> we need to have parameters. Mm-hmm. So then we can debate it a little bit more on where it should be. Do you like the idea of the where it's going, the idea of it? Let's take the 74% pool, but the idea of the likeness and image, I mean, where you're a fan of, right? I mean, we've been talking about this topic for a couple of years here on the show. Of course. I, I, I mean, I'm a fan of it. I think it's a, it's a good way to say, hey, well, again, the Trevor Lawrence's, the Tim Tebow's, Man, you're raking in money. You're pulling in money. You're helping the school out. You're, it's it's your like You yeah. get the benefit from it. Why not? Yeah, listen, I think that, you know, we got to teach student athletes in college or college kids in general, you know, life lessons. And one of the biggest life lessons is the fact of a free market. When you put all the money that you make, that you personally make, you have to put that in a pool to share with everybody else. I don't think that's fair. Because then you, you can essentially work as hard or as soft as you want. It doesn't matter. You're still making the same amount of money. That's not fair to me. Uh, and listen, I don't think because you're a kid on the soccer team, you're necessarily going to make less money. You might have a chance to be this YouTube sensation yeah. because you did something and you shouldn't have to share it either. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I I don't I understand what they're saying about football and basketball. Yeah. I think this is all about the kid, really. This is about marketing. This is about likeness and image. Not necessarily fair pay for everybody. Yeah. We'll see where it goes. Shrimp coming up tonight, 6.50, right here on ESPN 690. Enjoy the night. We'll be back at it tomorrow from the Prime Osborne on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. And I'll see you on TV tonight, CBS 47 at Fox 30. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.